Danny? That's a really hard scripture to read. He did a great job with it. The struggle is real. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, thank you, Danny. Happy birthday to Miss Pinky over here. 90th birthday. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Happy New Year. Year. Did you make any resolutions? No. No. (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) Well, I'm done with my sermon. (laughs) Struggle is real. (laughs) Because it's a good time, you know, to, to do a little reflecting upon our life, to be asking ourselves, is there something about my life that I want to change or that I need to change? Maybe... Related to health, diet, or exercise. Maybe to balance in life or to work. Maybe to relationships, relationships needing some attention. Maybe it's about finances. Maybe it's about bad habits. Maybe it's about one's spiritual life. But we all know that doing personal work to bring about changes in our life is not easy. The struggle is real. Now we get that title, The Struggle is Real, from Nicole Eunice, who actually got it from a very popular hashtag, The Struggle is Real, with over four million posts as people described the gap between what they, how they want to live and how they actually live. We grabbed a couple of those hashtags. One of them says, I think I'm a good person, but the way I react while driving behind somebody who's driving slowly in the left lane might suggest otherwise. (laughs) Or another one says, I spend a lot of time with the refrigerator door open looking for answers. (laughs) Or my favorite, I want buns of steel, but I also want buns of cinnamon. But we could add to that our own list. Like, I've decided I'm going to be patient with the children, and then I lose my patience with the children. Or, I've decided that I'm going to start exercising every morning, and then the alarm goes off, I pull up the covers and decide I'll start tomorrow. Or, I've decided that I'm going to change this habit, but I end up going back to it anyway. The struggle is is real. Some of the changes that we want to make in our lives, they don't come easily. They can often be very deeply rooted. And in this series of sermons, as we talk about this struggle, what we're talking about is a kind of a deeply rooted struggle. It's the struggle between what we believe and how we act. It's the struggle between what we want our lives to be about and what our lives really are about. It's that gap between our ideal self and our honest reality. That gap. This is what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 7 that Danny read. He says, I delight in the law of the Lord. I want to do it, but I end up not doing it. My paraphrase is it of it is, 
I say I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do that, but I end up doing that and I don't do this. Who can help me? Who can help me? I hear Paul's words and I'm reminded of one of our sons when he was a little boy. He did something wrong. It was no big deal. I can't even remember what it was. But I do remember asking him, why did you do that? And I'll forever remember what he said. He said, I don't know why I do the things that I do. (laughs) And I love that because I could say that. I mean, we could say there are times in our lives where we do things. We're not certain why we do the things that that we do. Or in Paul's words, We say we're going to do this, and we have every intention of doing it, but we end up not doing it. We do something else instead. The struggle is real. And so Paul calls out for help. He says, who can help me, wretched man that I am? Who can help me? Because he recognizes that we need help. It's not like, you know, I can say, okay, from now on I'm going to be more patient, and poof, I'm more patient right? It's not that simple. It's not like I can say, okay, I'm never going to do that again, and I never do it again. It usually doesn't work that way. Life is more difficult. So Paul recognizes we need help. Who will help me? And he has an answer to that question. Thank God, through Jesus Christ, he gets his help. He has an answer to the question, do we? Now, this is a a time in which we live where there are a lot of kind of self-help gurus who will give us advice on how to make changes in our lives. And sometimes those things can help a little bit. The Bible starts off with a very profound statement. It says that God created everything, everything that is, that God created it by the word, this word, this word of wisdom. God created everything that is, which means God created you and me. And then it goes on to say that this God who created everything that is and who created you and me is choosing to be involved in our lives in very real and intimate ways. Could it be? Could it be that the wisdom of God is greater than our wisdom? Could it be that the wisdom of God is something God wants to work within us, that God wants to bring that wisdom to our lives, giving us the wisdom and the strength that we need in the midst of the struggles that are so real. Could that be? Now, let's pause for just a moment because I got to give a warning. If we invite the wisdom of God into our struggles, that gap between what we believe and how we act, that gap between what we say we want to do and how we really live becomes very clear. No longer can we ignore it. No longer can we pretend that it's not there. The wisdom of God, it's like the wisdom of God gives us the eyes of Jesus to see ourselves. And once we see ourselves clearly, we begin to recognize that we do, in fact, need help. 
we can turn to God for that help. And God will start to work little by little to close that gap between what we say we believe and how we live, to close that gap to the point where we live a life of Christian integrity. We experience this in our Christian lives. I've been a Christian for a very long time. Long time. Wasn't that long ago, but years ago. I would have said, I trust in God. I believe in God and I trust in God. But if you'd have looked at my life, you might have concluded, seems like he trusts himself a little bit more. I mean, I like to be in control of my life, right? I like to be in control of my life, and I trusted my ability to make decisions for myself to do what I wanted to do. So on the one hand, I would say, I trust in God, but there was a gap between that and how I lived because I lived trusting more in myself. But little by little, the wisdom of God started showing that to me and transforming that. So that little by little, I give up more and more control of my life in order to be able to trust in God more. Now, I still have a ways to go. I do. But I can see this work of God moving me toward that sense of Christian integrity where what I say I believe and how I live are aligned. It's the work of God within us. It's something that God wants for our lives. And it begins, it all begins with this recognition that we need help. And allowing the wisdom of God to help us understand what that help really is all about. Once we get to that place, well, miracles can happen. So, if you struggle with patience, invite the wisdom of God into that struggle. If you struggle in relationships, invite the wisdom of God into that relationship. If you struggle with bad habits, invite the wisdom of God into those bad habits. As we invite God into the midst of our struggles, we come to understand that not only are the struggles real, but so too is the wisdom of God. It's real to bring about real transformation in our lives. And we begin to understand that these struggles that we have, they're not bad. They're the place where God's wisdom takes root in our lives, where we begin to grow in wisdom and how it is that we live a Christian life. Now, there's a whole lot more I can say about this, a whole lot more I need to say about this, and it's a six-part series of sermons, so there's a whole lot more I am going to say about this. Okay? But I'm going to run out of time today, so know that we're going to go more deeply into this in the weeks to come. For today, I want to end up with something very practical. Just think about some struggle that you might have, something that's real. And then get out some sticky notes. You're going to write a message on the sticky note. Write a message. Maybe it would be, I am seeking the wisdom of God. That'd be a good one. I am seeking the wisdom of God. Or maybe you'd prefer to write in the sticky note, 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a good one. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Write out a few sticky notes and then stick those notes in places that will remind you that you're seeking God's help in the midst of your struggles. So if you struggle with having patience when you're driving around all the crazy drivers that are in Las Vegas, stick the note on your dashboard. I'm seeking God's wisdom even as I am driving. If your struggle is related to the refrigerator, stick it on the refrigerator. I am seeking God's wisdom or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If your struggle is with relationships, stick it somewhere where it'll be obvious. It'll remind you. It'll remind you that you need help, but help is available. And as we do that, as we do that, wisdom starts to grow within us as God starts to bring about transformation. We'll come back to this next week. There's a whole lot more to do. But in the meantime, if you want to talk about it some, go to one of our community groups. Amen?